0: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast. I'm Phil Kirkbride and today joined by Adam Jones and Gav Buckland as we chew the fat over all the major talking points at Goodison Park and look ahead to tomorrow's long trip to Brighton and the game at the Amex Stadium. Um, and I think there's only one place to start and the the one thing that, I would say pretty much all Evertonians are talking about more so than ever perhaps is the team and the lineup. What will it be? Um because Gav, you don't change your winning team, do you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a good question, isn't it? It's a, uh, in, in some respects it's quite a nice uh position to be in, isn't it? That they actually won last week and were saying keep it the team rather than bring a load of new people in it, you know, but you know, it's a bit of 50-50 last week, some changes forced upon him, obviously, some changes deliberately made. Um if you answer my if you want my que- answer to the question, I'll keep the same team. And the reason being for that is A we won last week, but I think Brighton. is different uh different cattle of fish when Hutton was in charge, aren't you? they? Do you like to play a bit more football? Mm. Uh, have a lot of the ball. And I think that's more conducive to uh Tom Davis, Andre Gomez, midfield. Um and so I would I would keep the same team. And I think it devotes of confidence. To, I think in Tom particularly, isn't it? You know, that he's waited a long time to get in the teams, come in, still a young lad, though he's got a hundred games <laughs> under his belt. His fiftieth Premier League start last week, wasn't it, well, for mm-hmm. us? So we starts a lot of games. Um I I'd keep the same team. Um and and take it from there. And that includes a Wolby, who I thought played plays well last week, and just had a bit more energy and pace in the team last week. So, so assuming no injuries, which I know
2: we'll come to, uh, but certainly those midfield too, i I'd keep.
0: Adam, same question.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think I've got to agree with Gav really, and I think it like I'm reluctant to. Well, it, <laughs> <laughs> I think it just goes back to the point that Gav was making that you know Tom Davis. Uh, I think if Silva was given the choice of playing Davis or Delph last week he probably would have chose Delph or yeah. you know inj- injuries meant that he went with Davis and i think that Davis was absolutely vital to Everton winning that game i thought his passing in the midfield was quick it was precise it was exactly what everton needed to try and break down west ham so uh, he for me absolutely earned his place in the starting lineup for this brighton game now i can see the dilemma that silver is facing you know Delphin and are two very experienced players, and you know he he will want to try and bring some experience into the team if he can. But you know what message does that send out to Davis? You know that he can put in, you know, one of his best performances of the season, one of the best performances that I've seen him put in in a long while, to be honest. Mm. And then if you if you to just drop him at the uh, at the first chance, then. You know what kind of message does that send to him? Like,
0: well, okay, I was gonna we were, we were gonna come on to Davis anyway, but now's now's the right time. How does? Because I have asked this very question to Marco um, yesterday. How does a manager balance keeping faith with players who've performed well, and specifically in the in the instance of Tom, avoiding damage in a player's confidence, yet still striking the balance of picking the right team. For a specific game.
1: Do a thesis on that question, couldn't you really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I think I think it depends really on the position of the manager. I would suspect at the moment, Silva, bear in mind the pressures that he's under, yeah. I think will pick the team for the specific game. You know, forget about the forget about players' confidences and sort of you know their morale and all that type of stuff. I, I, I would, I'd be, I've silver. I need to look after myself before I look after any of my players here, this stage. And I, I'd be I, at this stage in Silver's management. I think he'd be picking the team for the for the game. Uh, and I think um, if Tom said being poor last week, he would have you know be dropped for this week. Um, so definitely, um, definitely at the moment. Picking the best team mm. for the particular game. And because we played last week, we played well. Um, I think he's, he's obliged, I think, to, to keep the players. Not necessarily that midfield for every team you play. I mean, you're obliged in most games to play a defensive midfielder. I just think we were lucky last week playing West Ham and the way they played. Maybe playing Brighton and the way they played. Maybe not necessarily having one tomorrow. Um, when we play Spurs a week on Sunday, it might be a different, uh, different mm-hmm. kind of fish. Because we all know what happened when Tom and Andre plays the goodson last year against <laughs> No what I'm saying is is that oh, because Andre and Tom played really well last week together it doesn't necessarily mean that should be the midfield partnership going, yeah. going forward. You you need most games, I think, especially against the bigger clubs to have a defensive midfielder in Who, who that is is a, you know is a moot point. Um and that's what I'm saying is, is the manager should be picking the best team for, for the game and Managing that's what he's paid the fourteen for is managing players, but I'll have to pitch, isn't he?
0: Can uh, can we make any case for changing the team? Well, Assuming everybody's fit, of course. Well, know. I was
2: I was just thinking it could be it could be fitness permitting. You know, if if Yeri Mina, let's say, doesn't make this game and Mason Holgate comes in, that might affect the way he wants to set up his midfield because are you going to want to have such an open midfield when you bring a Mason Holgate in for his first Premier League start good of point. the season. Fair points, yeah, you know, yeah, good points. He played. The last game we will have played in the league will have been well started in the league will have been at right back for West Brom, mm. so in the Championship. So, surely... you're losing a
0: natural left footer as well in that position.
2: Exactly. So you're, sure, you're surely going to need somebody to somebody to come in and you know add, yeah. add, add that little bit of like not. I'm not saying like he's got to start schneidling and he's got to have somebody sat in front of the back four, but you know maybe someone like a who's just got. He's a little bit more defensively savvy. I don't. I wouldn't classify him as a defensive midfielder at all. But I think he's a little bit more defensively savvy than the likes of Gomez and Davis. So you know, if if it doesn't make it and Mason Holgate comes in, you you could be finding silver thinking I need I need to try and shore us up elsewhere on the pitch.
1: I, I think I think I think you're right there. I think it does depend and. On- So
0: all roads lead back to not signing a
1: centre-half in the summer. Well, all all roads lead back that we've got a lack of midfield options as well at the moment, haven't we? But I think Snyderland's a more natural choice there because of his physical presence. Is like, sort of, you know, um, supporting the the, the two centre-halves. But, yes, going back to your other point, yeah. I mean, when they talk about business, the single point of failure, he's like, mean that is in many respects, our single point of failure, isn't he? outside of the goalkeeper. He's yeah. the one player for lots of reasons. You don't want to lose. A, because he's probably been our best player this season. Mm-hmm. And two, so, our well, lack of cover of centre half. And those two things combined may make it a real nightmare if uh, if he doesn't play. And then, and then go and and then, like Adam said quite rightly, then you've got to change the rest of the team, perhaps, or maybe one or two positional changes. So yeah, um, this is the one thing we didn't want all year, isn't it, really? Or at least until January, is, is, is Mina even having a sniff of being injured as well. Not just... He might be playing tomorrow, but whether he's 100% fit and that is another thing. It's a, um, it's a
0: remarkable turnaround almost for Mina, isn't it? Some some um, some of that has been fueled by circumstance, but I think we would agree that the, the bulk of that has actually been fueled by the fact that, as you said, Gad, he's probably been our best player.
2: Yeah, and he's arguably been our best player... Because he's managed to keep himself fit for so long, like yeah. this is this is the longest amount of time that he's managed to stay fit in an Everton shirt. And you know, I think Silva, even throughout last season when he wasn't getting all the all the game time that he will have wanted, Silva was still saying, "Look, we've signed a really good player here. He's still he's still going to prove he's still going to prove a lot of people wrong." And I think he's absolutely done that so far this season. I'd say the West Ham game was right up there with some of the best performances that he's put in in an Everton shirt. I'd still argue. Yeah. He put in a couple of better displays last season, yeah, yeah, yeah. arguably. But yeah. uh, I think that, that West Ham game summarised, for me, a player who was had bags of confidence behind him, uh, bags of experience behind him on, in the Premier League now and finally felt like a real Everton player. And it will be a shame if he misses this game because if, I know it's only one game, but like you, you just don't want a player like that to have their momentum stunted in any way, shape or form. So, And
0: it's, and I use the term momentum very, very loosely, but it's the hope for momentum for the team as well. Yeah. It could be under threat because he's such a pivotal
1: player. Um, <clears> that's 7 Has a little bit like this. It's fits and starts, isn't it? Two steps forward, one step back. I mean, the other thing as well is he's he's, he's something that we haven't got as well as a, is a presence from set pieces. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's a bit like you know, it's a bit like you know when Moise was here and you had Kale. It's like you know, it's, I mean, our tech has put his hands up and points from a corner. Like, yeah. But you know, the ball's going in Kale's direction, yeah. and mean It's like that now with me, isn't it? Doesn't yeah, matter the opposition. Yeah, yeah, It's going to him yeah. at the edge of the six yard box, but and because that's that, and winning. Yeah, even against the best teams, against um, the best opposition. You know, when we played City the other week, you know. Okay, that's not great at the moment. we had a couple of chances. He's a threat, and we only scored in three consecutive games in the World Cup. So, against the best teams at the highest level, he's a threat in the, in the opposition penalty area. And we'll miss that as well mm. because it's, we haven't really got a lot, have we, when it goes in, into the area. I mean, we are, should
0: do, though, shouldn't we? That's, that's an, yeah. Let's pick up on that point because. It, it, uh, the ball is like a Is like a magnet for the ball at the minute. Yeah. it's great and the goals will come and i say goals because they will come yeah you can't have seven shots on target it's
1: the most of any a player of yeah, the, the season is, or something. Yeah. 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 This is yeah. mad
0: um but there's, there's there's other players who should also be more of a threat surely keane has got a couple of goals but yeah. i think do we uh, do we feel actually he's got all the attributes to be doing more than he, than he does in that respect uh, yeah but he's he it goes foil? back to,
1: yeah. Well, I was going to say it's a bit like the Kale thing, isn't it? He's, he, he was the most potent threat to set pieces, so we'll just use him. And he maybe had other players there who, who were useful in the box. I mean, like, say, the likes of Jags or Lescott was mm. really yeah, yeah. good to set piece. you know, though always probably focused on them a little bit more than what Marco does. Um, but yeah, I think. All roads lead to Thierry, don't they? Mm. And I, I mean, as long as somebody gets their on the ball, I'm not really bothered. Um, and I, I just think it'd be, be a sad loss tomorrow in more ways than one um, because it's been exceptional and I wouldn't I wouldn't really want to miss them, you know, the end next mm. week, you know how busy next week is as well. Um, yeah. he, wouldn't want to miss him those games as well.
0: I think think probably know the answer, but I think it's still <coughs> worth worth um, asking and getting your thoughts Let's paint the picture. Yeah, he does travel with the squad this afternoon. Saturday morning, they make a final decision. Oh, sorry, they, they take a final look at his knee. He could play. He mm. could get through the game. Mm. But you don't know what the repercussions are going to be. Does Marco gamble and say, look, it's a league game. I've it's the next one in, in front of me. Gotta play my strongest team. The doc said yeah, you can play him if you want, it's up to you, but blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Or does he go, crikey, we've got an equally big game on Tuesday. Now, I'm not not, going to preview too much Mm -hmm. that game. But in terms of that decision, is Marco going, I've got to save him for Watford? Mm. Or is he going, no, we can use Mason against Watford. Yeri, get through the game and we'll see how you are.
2: Uh, If it were me, I wouldn't risk it because... at the end of the day, this is a player who I know he didn't have a history of knee injuries at all last season, but he's a player with a history of injury problems already in his Everton career. I'd much rather have him miss one game than risk him missing, you know, potentially a month or more from like aggravating this knee injury anymore. I think if it, if it was the case where the doctor was coming back and saying, "Look, you can play him, but if you were to rest him, he'd definitely be fit for Tuesday," yeah. then I'd say, "Oh right, then rest him." You know, Mason Holgate is still. A, a very good Premier League centre back, you know, young talent. He can still come in. Mm. Michael Keane alongside him, you know, we, we'd still be able to get three points in that game if Mason Holgate was playing. So I would, ju- I would just say, go for your strongest team in the cup and make sure that Mina is fit because y- you just can't risk him missing another another large section of football, like, especially with the momentum as we've already said that he's building now and how confident he's looking. You know, you, he... Hopefully one game being out of the sides, just resting him up a bit, it won't really affect him that much. But, you know, if you were to aggravate the injury, then it would be yeah. a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, Going back about confidence and morale and stuff,
1: it, it wouldn't do Mason Holgate any good if it played at 50% <laughs> well, yeah.
2: fitness, would it, really?
0: Unless Marco is already I know, and again, he doesn't like to look too far. Yeah. But whether he sees, for the time being, Mason as guaranteed one of his Carabao Cup centre-halves. He's played in both games so far. Yeah,
1: being sensitive what team offer put out on Tuesday. know we're going to talk about that yeah. later yeah. before the game, like next week. But I think that might be in his back as man. Yeah, I'm I'm with that again on this one. I just I wouldn't take any of this. I don't I don't see the point. I don't. I mean, as much as, much as saying that he's got to pick a team for every game with vital importance. Tuesday's important. Like Spurs is important as well, isn't it? Uh, it's a busy busy eight days of football, nine days of football. I I'm, I'm given. Mean his history record, history in injury history, record yeah, yeah. in history. I'd, uh, I'd I wouldn't play him if he was the risk of exacerbating his uh, his condition. You know,
2: um, where
1: that exacerbating, I can't remember. His name on the plan. i the I've got to clear what it means. So. <laughs> oh, it's right. yeah. um, so
0: I think it's is it given is it is read that although we've suggested the inclusion of Holgate may force the manager into tweaking midfield and and changing a winning team in areas that perhaps he wouldn't have done. Is there any call if in that scenario to change the players in front of the midfield? No,
2: no, <laughs> no, not not in my opinion. I think you know it was a bit of a shock to see that front three. I have to I have to say, because par uh, part when when the team news came in, uh, especially seeing Walcott on the uh, on the team sheet, was a bit of a shock to everyone. But I think the performance of that front three again, like it just just goes goes to show that they've absolutely in their place. This weekend, I think even though Richarlison didn't score, I thought he was <clears throat> thought he, he he was absolutely brilliant against West Ham. You know, he was always a thorn in the side of their defence. You know, the high press worked because of how much energy he was putting in in those central sort of areas. I think Walcott looked the most creative that we've ever seen him in an Everton shirt, really. So unlucky not to get himself on the score sheet. I'd say that was probably his best performance since he joined Everton. Mm-hmm. So it would be really harsh to drop him off the back of that. And Bernard scored again. <laughs> he took his goal really well in the end. Bernard uh,
0: scores, Everton win.
2: Well, exactly. So, uh, for you know, a sample just, size of three, but you
0: know,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> just keep getting him on the scores. Still, yeah, doing, it's still 100 fact. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, just saying. No, it's right, it's right, it's right.
2: So yeah, I, I'd, I'd say it's a sample
0: size of four now, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Whatever it is, during the league one on the Obviously, oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. It's it growing. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I know we've got the likes of. Moyes Keane on the bench. Who I think he came off, and well, he came on and did uh, reasonably well. Uh, was big in setting up uh, Sigurdsson's goal. Uh, you know, we've got Dominic Calvert Lewin, who's you know before he got dropped was in a decent bit of goal scoring oh, form. How do you think,
0: oh, think Calvert Lewin would have felt when the manager? They don't pin team sheets on walls, I mean, sure, but you know what I mean. Bang. I'd up. like to think yeah. they do. I like. would yeah. like, like to think
1: they do. Yeah, um, that would be great. That right, wouldn't it? Yeah. For the purposes of this, when a yeah, yeah, yeah. team sheet on the wall, what, what's,
0: what's Calvert Lewin thinking? Thinking because and then obviously then to not get on, yeah, he's effectively yeah. Yeah. in the space of ten days or whatever it is, yeah. the course of an international break, he's gone from being first choice to third. No, I know. He was, I, I know yeah, that's a very that. crass
1: kind of. I get that, but he was poor, wasn't he? Uh, Burnley. Burnley. And goes back to what saying about manager picking it. Silver's picking teams for the games now, isn't he? Mm. You know, and, and I think I think he was right to change Carvalho for Charleston because it freed freed up the space for for Walcott. It um, was excellent, um, and I wouldn't change the front three or four, including the Wobie in that as well. Of by the way, we yeah. because. Um, <laughs> The one thing we lack is pace, and I think one of the reasons our away record has been so poor is our lack of pace.
0: Counter attack, yeah, because yeah. that's the
1: way to play, isn't it? Away from home, and we just lack pace. And um, we had pace last week and, and energy, which is not necessarily being there. And uh, so, I keep I, I keep, for that reason alone, I'd also keep it for the fact that Brighton played similar to West Ham, don't they? play played out from the back, don't they? Under Potter. Uh, Complete antithesis of uh Chris mm. Um and I think, you know, we pressed really well last week and he would be saying, Well, they play similar to West Ham, something similar. I think also as well, is sometimes they play three at the back, Blayton. And I think if you got that then the likes of Walcott and Bernard are really, really useful because using the, the space on either side of the centre halves. So I would definitely keep the uh the, the, the front four um next week and there's, there's one obviously one we've not spoken
0: about yet isn't it which is the, the right back <laughs> <laughs>
1: which is a senior piece yes. you know this week which is
0: we'll, really we'll, interesting right, we'll, yeah. we will come on to uh, Sidibe and Coleman um, just want to stick with Richarlison f- because for the 498th time in the history of the Royal Blue podcast is he better as a number nine <laughs> or is he better as a winger he unequivocally believes he's a number nine the Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo the Royal Blue Podcast. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: personally he yes. said that, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, well. Okay. Uh, f- interesting.
2: It 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 does seem to just dep- depend on like a game by game sort of basis. I, I definitely don't think his best position is right wing. I think uh, if, if we
0: even though he finished this last season very strong, yeah. There.
2: I think if we're considering him a winger, I'd much rather see him on the left wing and cutting inside. Right. I That's think right. it was just to try and fit Bernard into the team. It, the way it worked last season. And I think, you know, Bernard and Dean's partnership down that left flank, we needed to have that, really. So Richarlison is, you know, very capable capable and competent down that right flank, but I don't think it's his best position at all. But, you know, we have seen Richarlison play in that number nine position and do really, really well. I think against Brighton at home last season, he bagged two goals as a number nine, didn't he? So, he, you know, yeah. he's, he's, he's got the confidence of that going into this game. So, And he plays quite regularly for Brazil as a number nine as well. So, you know, you can absolutely see why he thinks that. And I think what was interesting about last week is that I think when you set up your front four, you need to try and set it up to have partnerships all over the pitch almost. So I think Bernard and Dean had a great partnership. Walcott and Sidibe obviously had a great partnership. But I think Iwobis and Richarlison's kind of slipped under the radar. I think they were were playing some really intricate football together uh, centrally. And I think that was... Really useful, and yeah, I think if we can maybe highlight that a little bit more against Brighton, maybe give Richarlison a couple more clear cut chances. You know, fingers crossed, he can show us all why he believes he's a mm-hmm. number nine. Against
1: Brighton and West Ham, yeah, but against the really big yeah, big teams, different question, isn't it? You know, that's when you say, What's your biggest stand? I mean, look, I mean, I look, think it's mean, the wide left coming in off the flank is, I mean, is the best. I, for you me. say that,
0: and, and I, I agree, yeah, although. In the context of football lexicon and doing a job, yeah, Chelsea away, I think he played number nine last season. Yeah, Anfield, if I'm not mistaken, played as a number nine. Now, I know, again, talking about sample size, that's only two. Yeah, but yeah, I kept but that. in terms of the manager saying, run your nuts off, yeah. do all the things that's going to create space, What you know? I just, I, are you saying I just, to take us beyond where we are as a team and a, and a club to the and next best level? Is it number nine? Yeah. You know, for, yeah. Yeah. For about, for whatever his best position is really, it's not really
1: relevant Is the fact that we need a bona fide good, you know, I don't want to say top class. But they, you know, runs a million quid might get. You know, we need a top class centre <laughs> forward for me. Yeah. And then the you his biggest centre, which is playing off, playing on the left hand side, and I'm, I'm moving in, because um, I think centre sense forward is it's a completely different skill, skill set than playing, you know, wise. And and I think for me. See, since he's been at the club, he looks far better. Just far, far, more that that's his that's his uh, go to position. Um, and I think we need a top class striker. Um, and um, you know, and and but tomorrow for the game, if we are not got, got not got a problem. And um, we're playing through the middle. They say Obi and you know Obi is, is. I think I, I like him. Uh, gives us something different. It's a bit. Not headless chicken. He does have absolutely running into the de sacks, doesn't he? And overplaying it, but the difference last week when he was playing it, I know dare I say West Ham didn't say enough, but we had just far more energy, and, and the ball was played into the final third far quicker. And we said that stuff from Matuidi wasn't about was eighteen passes between the world mm. being the centre forward, which is like way above mm. what we've had. You know, over the last season and stuff. Well, at um, a very,
0: very basic level, you have got the ball turned and passed. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: absolutely. But it's not when Guilfi's playing on the other end of the pitch, it's not happening, is it? You know, um, and I, I, will be, I think he'd be he'd be one. What I've seen of him, like one of our first names on the team sheet, really. Mm. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, because uh, he just gives us something different. And but there's and the good thing about him is you know there's a lot more there with him. I think. But yeah, tomorrow no problem with the front four. Longer term, mm. a bit like the two centre. Centre midfield, as you know, needs to keep our options open.
2: I mean, I think going back to Richarlison though, I think probably his best attribute is cutting in from the left for now. But he's still only twenty two. You know, he's 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 still learning his trade as a forward. And like you know, we have seen it a lot of times in the past, especially in the Premier League, that strikers will come in and they'll start out wide before they come centrally. Like, I'm not, I'm not comparing Richarlison to him in any way, but Thierry Henry was the same when he first was, yeah, wasn't he? Adam <laughs> Richarlison, <laughs> Richarlison Thierry Henry. Thierry yeah. Henry. <laughs> but no, no, but it's right. I
1: mean, we said that the other week to me about Keane, about some playing centre forward. Actually mm. most a lot of players from abroad, not necessarily in England, from abroad, start out wide mm. and then move in to centre forward. That's the get gain confidence and strength. I know Richarlison's a couple of years ahead of Keenan and his developments, mm. but um, yeah, he may, Th- he may end I think up it's playing it.
2: It's just gaining that savvy, isn't it? You know, you've you've got you like Richarlison. If he was playing centrally, he's playing against you know players who are going to be probably bigger than him, physically taller than him. You know, he's got to be a bit more savvy to try and work his way around them. And I think it's just about learning those kinds of attributes. <laughs> he would get
0: frustrated at times last season, wouldn't he?
2: Exactly, because he well, essentially he's got two men marking him rather than one. Well, yeah. If he, if he's play if he's playing out wide. So it, it's just about learning that side of the game for me. I think in a couple of years, I think he could be a really, really, really good number nine.
1: Yeah, and I was just thinking back to, uh, you know, about last season, the, the, the irony of which loads of people said about some pickings, it was a city up off the floor. when yeah, The first time I yeah, had the yeah. corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the irony of that, but yeah, he he played well last week for Charleston and I think he deserves his uh, place tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, um, we did briefly discuss it on uh, early in the week, um, Tuesday. But Gav, as you as you brought it up, Sadiby or Coleman? Coleman. Sadibi for, for, for the okay, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, for the you yeah, mentioned yeah. the piece we did. It was for the purposes of a debate. Yeah. I said, well, look, Seamus Coleman's got a body of work spanning several Absolutely. seasons in the Premier League. Gabriel Sadibi has got about one hundred and forty minutes but, or something. Yeah. Um, probably less than that actually, isn't it? You know, is it is it as cut and dried as 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 it might seem based on 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 one performance, albeit a very impressive performance. Cut and dried for tomorrow. Um
1: I mean that's the the recurring theme of this podcast, isn't it? Is we must pick the team for tomorrow Mm. and look at our options at four tomorrow. You know, long how it pans out in three or four months' time is completely different. But for tomorrow, uh yeah, absolutely. Thought it was excellent. It's a bit like it will be just a bit more power and Penetration and paces that uh, he moves quite quickly, and what what I really liked about him last week um, was the fact he's quite clever in the way he uses the ball. Mm. It's a DB, isn't he? Um, mm. He just doesn't get it and just chip it in or lump it in. Um, he'll take a time and like his options. I mean, I thought the pass to Wobi was top class yeah. in the second half. For, you know, like, you know not, not trying to upset the, the union of full backs, but for a full back, that was a really perceptive yeah. pass. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like like midfielders pass, that, wasn't it? Really cold. And he did want it to start, I think it was played well, or same nice at the start of the second half, similar from the byline, but it wasn't the obvious pass. And I think, um, and it's, it's you know, the caveat best down weren't great, needs to be brought into it. But for those reasons alone, Definitely plays tomorrow. Shame, there's a longer term question there about Seamus, isn't it? That you, you spoke about on Tuesday. That you know, he's he's been he's been an out the team on occasions, hasn't he? You, know, you think about it the time at the club since he's been in 2011, 2010 make his debut. Mm. we have had a lot of right backs, haven't we? Phil Neville's played, hasn't he? Tony ever played for? Um, even Mason's played, so he's not being a permanent presence. And but he's always sort of found a way to yeah. get his way back into the team, as you were saying, Phil, on on Tuesday. But that's when he was younger, wasn't it? And he, before he had that horrible injury, and, and at thirty-one, and and the game changed as well in that time. But at I mean, thirty-one, you know, it's going to be more and more difficult for him.
0: But purely in the interest of balance, and, and I mentioned it in the piece, he had a very strong finish to last season. Yeah, and will I be told that the stats? back up that he was yeah. running faster than ever before jumping higher yeah. X, Y and Z he was almost in the best nick he's been in for a long time yeah. so what's to say that he won't just see this competition from Sadibi and, and potentially being left out of the team tomorrow and go you know what I'm going to get my shirt back
2: I, th- I think that's what interested me most about your piece yesterday because like Not you, all you, of it. <laughs> I, I thought it was a great piece, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Betty, no. Well, like, it, it was that reference to like you know John Joe Kenny towards like the turn yeah. the turn of yeah. the calendar year and the couple of months afterwards, he was really battling for that place and you know there was a lot of calls for Kenny to be the start and right back, but you know after we had that quite that extended break and then came back and beat Cardiff feel like it was Coleman. Coleman was the man, and you know he managed to fight and keep his shirt And I think that that's what that's what intrigues me most about the upcoming battle that mm. he, like him and CDB are gonna have. Because like i completely agree with Gav. I think CDB's earned his shit uh, for tomorrow's game, but it'd be interesting to see what happens four days later against Watford Even like let let alone looking further than that into the future. You know, Coleman is still a top quality fullback. You know, he's he's the type of player who's not gonna be sat on the bench lightly, especially now that he's club captain. He's gonna think, right? I need to, I need to up my game here, and I need to fight for my share back. And I think that's only like this is, you know, mentioned it on Tuesday. This is the kind of competition that Marco Silva is mm-hmm. absolutely gonna thrive, thrive on because you know he's he's got two top quality right backs here who are gonna be fighting tooth and nail for that yeah. for that spot. Like this is this is this is a fantastic headache for him to have, really. And of,
0: and of course the. Um, remiss me not, not to have mentioned it in the piece. The underlying kind of um, battle within the battle is Sadibi's fighting for a contract here. Mm-hmm. If he yeah. likes what he sees at Everson, like yeah. Marco, likes the club, wants to stay, you know, <sighs> he's, fight, he's fighting to, to convince the club to part with 13 million quid and pay Monaco to keep him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, I think. Seamus is t- it's 31, and I think full backs are rapidly becoming the most important place on the pitch, are they? Or there or thereabouts? Mm. I haven't upset them before. I'm saying, I was saying the good, you know, <laughs> for, you know <laughs> just <laughs> to get a, a compliment, to uh, that. <laughs> <your list that laughs> I was just saying, you know, uh, well, they are, are they? You see the top teams, the way they deploy the full backs, and the type of four backs they deploy, and their age, and um. I think Coleman in that that environment is at risk, mm. and 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 um, we, Silver is is duty bound to consider his options. I think if City does well, then I think he's well. All being things being equal, I, I see him as, as you know as as a possible replacement. It's a bit like Baines, isn't it, indeed? Where Baines was playing for, yeah, Baines was what thirty one, same as age in two thousand and fifteen. Still played two years after that. and then Zini come in and he's just seen a massive difference.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And I'm not, not denigrating to What I'm saying is that 31 is a tough age to be a full-back in the Premier League mm-hmm. given the demands on a on full-back.
0: Uh, and, of course, also the third person in this discussion is John Joe Kenny. Exactly, I mean, that, yeah. And what we're told and what we hear is doing very well. Schulker and Marcel Brand sent him on loan with the message, we're going to keep a close eye on you. Yeah. So, there is a lot of you Know a lot of factors going into well,
1: well, this. that. Well, that's why that's why EB was on loan, wasn't it? Because it would have been a kick in the teeth for John Joe, wouldn't it? It's just have, on a permanent yeah. deal, like basically mm-hmm. saying, now you're third choice. So we're we'll getting you know, we're sending it to Selkirk to sell, sell you. Yeah, you know, um, he's leaving the door open to, to John Joe, so to both, uh, yeah, to, yeah, to both, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well all three of them, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it'd be interesting the way that pans out, but what, what. What we do need is a penetrative, powerful, right-sided fullback, like we've also sure got on the left-hand side, so we can match what you know the top teams in the Premier League have got. Who that is? I
0: think. Uh, well, it's yeah, a different question. I think. I think perhaps what is exciting a lot of people lots to be based on, on what we saw on
1: a small sample. You know, go back there, argument mm. yourself. I'm hundred forty <laughs> minutes as you say. You um, like, yeah, yeah. But I
0: think. I, I think. It, on top of what we saw uh, uh, last weekend, is, is probably his pedigree and what yeah. he's done fairly recently. Yeah, yeah is still managed to meander his way to Goodison. You know, he was playing at, right back in a Champions League, all-conquering, swashbuckling team at Monaco. Monaco yeah. um, won the World Cup. His his career trajectory at that point did not say yeah. next stop Goodison. but here we are, brand silver the f- club. Have got him, and maybe, maybe mm. we'll keep him, and that could be another. Look, we're a long way off this, but again, this could be another kind of success story, another tick in the brand's mm. box of oh, this is yeah. this is the sort of thing I do.
2: What's well, weird, isn't it? He kind of slipped under the radar right, almost. So, that yeah. after after you know that Monaco team rather surprisingly won the league, and then you know it, it kind of got picked apart a little bit. Uh, you know, decimated. I think, was well, <laughs> killing, <laughs> killing Mbappe when Fabinho went. yeah. Mendy went on. Silver, yeah, all, 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 all the of them player. got it picked apart, yeah. but like Sadipe just seemed to be the last man standing mm. almost. And you know, I think it's, I think it's absolutely brilliant that Everton have managed managed to get him on board because you know we were talking about that you know swashbuckling sort of attack and football. I think that was absolutely what Everton were doing <laughs> against West Ham. You know, if if they did come out with a six nil win, I'd, I think that would have. Nobody could really argue with, uh, that, with that. Like that was that was a five six nil sort of performance from Everton there, and I think Sadiq fit really well into it. Now I'm not saying he was perfect. I think you know no, Walcott, Walcott had to get back and help him out on a on a couple of occasions. You know there were there were a couple of things that he just needs that iron out, but that's going to come with more breathing heavily towards tw- the end of each half. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: <laughs> I think I think that may be one of the reasons Walcott was selected last week, wasn't it? Because he yeah, plays yeah. so he provides a bit more support. Mm. Um, but it's a, it's a thankless task, isn't it, being a director of football? Mm. Is that, you know, you don't do anything, you get slagged off. When you get somebody in who's a really, looks really good player. it's like, you know, like Sadibi, a clever, imaginative, people automatically think, oh, <laughs> there must be another reason this comes to us. You know what I mean? You know, but it's like, <laughs> it, it, you're not allowed it's to not, make it, it out. It's not over and, that knee injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to be, make a savvy sort of perceptive yeah. sign, and are you like, that Sadibi is you know even though he's only played a couple of games um but I'd say cause of his pedigree he can't win can he you know
0: yeah. mm-hmm. okay uh, about to wrap up uh, the second uh, royal blue podcast of the week but before we do customary predictions time adam um brighton and of albion versus everton at the amex stadium uh, score prediction
2: please uh, i don't think everton will keep a clean sheet just the away the away form just it's just yeah. sitting sitting badly with me but i think they will win <laughs> 2-1. Take that. Two things to say. We've
1: been absolutely ranking our two perform- performances down there, haven't we, since they, they yeah. come up? Dreadful. The tail yeah. end
0: of the Cooman era and then yeah, uh, yeah. in last, between Christmas and New yeah, Year last season. That there. was like sort of Marco's real dip, wasn't it? The um, ref, by the way. He was the same ref again. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. D- didn't have his best game, should mm-hmm. we say. Yeah. It's the only other time he's refereed,
2: have he? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't, well, in the league did, anyway, didn't
1: have his best game. But okay, that's bad. The other, the other, the of a stat, I say, oh, no. is is uh, it's ten games that uh, also win on the south coast in the yes. Premier League, oh, yeah. isn't it? Since uh, August two thousand and fifteen. Um, so that all points will never win, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I I, I can just see a draw. I, I I like I like um, I like Brighton. I think you know. But well, the city, a or no. I like the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I like I like the way Potter sets. Yeah, the he's he's made he's made an impact, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's been unlucky, lucky, unlucky last week. At Villa, weren't it? Mm. Uh, I, I think it'll be a lot tougher than what we think. I think it'll be. I'm, Although
0: Aaron Moy being out's a bonus, yeah, for, yeah, for, for yeah, us, yes. of course. A good player, yeah. Uh, I,
1: I've, I, just think we one or two nil to have it. I can Take just that, have guy. a feeling, yeah, yeah, that we'll, we'll get, get a result after after four years of um, despair, South Coast. has been absolutely not only that, but we've absolutely. Being yes. awful in mm. all of them games, yes. mm. Bournemouth, Southampton,
0: and Brighton. I can't remember us self playing well in any of them, mm. other know? than the 2015 three nil. Yeah, yeah. But since 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 Which then, ironically, yeah. it came in a bit of in a period of turmoil with the plane, with the banner went over. There was yeah. a lot of kind of ill feeling towards. Yeah, that was you know, people that was at boardroom level. That wasn't it. Really? Very very odd. Yet yeah. yeah. go and cut through the noise with a performance that well. On the south coast, at least. Yeah, it's been, but we've been dreadful.
1: Mm. Uh, so, but I, I expect a win. But I think it'll be. Um, I think it'll be a good game of football, which is not never has been last two games down there. And uh, hopefully, we we'll take something into uh, into Tuesday.
0: Yeah, um, I think one 0 I think we'll. We'll to, win. To, to the Mighty Blues, yeah? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're on the Royal Blue podcast, here. Guys. Yeah, it's true, yeah, yeah. yeah. The <laughs> Brighton podcast.
1: But you we can't, we can't, we can't finish, finish it off by saying the Graces then to any Everton game I've ever seen was at Brighton, our last win there in 1983. Right. When mm-hmm. it was uh, Clive Thomas was the ref. And uh, we Brighton went on the point of going down. They needed to beat us to really sort of stay up. And we were winning 1 0 for ages, Kevin Cheedy. Two minutes from time. Clive Thomas give a stupid penalty decision uh, against us. And uh, Brian and Jim Arnold saved it. Thinking, ah, great. And Clive Thomas, being Clyde Thomas, got Brighton to take the penalty. <laughs> yeah. Score to make it one all. Went into injury time. Absolutely gutted. Injury time. Sort of the last 30 seconds of injury time he scored again but mm. Clive Thomas I don't know whether he like sort of like rectified, of rectified disallowed it. and I thought what's it last night I, I don't know why he disallowed it so one all. we had the free kick from the of our penalty area went up the other end Kem CD scored oh, last kick yes. of the game 2-1 absolutely absolutely you know unbelievably end-to-end stuff for the last couple of minutes and it ended up going ends up going down as a mm. as a consequence Um but uh, yeah th- that's the last time we won there that was April
0: 1983 so we've got a few uh you both, he said as well. Would you want then? Do you want? Them? Yeah, yeah, it's you, Excellent, chaps. Thank you very much for your company. Excellent as always, and thank you for listening. Uh, you can stick with the Echo. myself and Sam Carroll, will be down on the south coast, covering the game, so all the best news, analysis, opinion, and reaction to come on Saturday evening and across the weekend, and then a health course ahead of the Carabao Cup game next week. So, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Royal Blue Podcast. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.